0: the whole. am wednesday morning at ninety one point one fm ninety point one Fm in the Catskills welcome those who are traveling from the Catskill region back to the New York area or vice versa on this wednesday morning ninety one point nine on the FM dial on the uh, in rockland county uh, and of course uh, jmnamm dot and on the NsN app where you can comment on anything happening uh, during this radio broadcast and welcome to a Wednesday, Omech HaDavar, that's Makar Chaim, great song. Yehuda done by, uh, or rather, rather Yehuda with the Rakli Lekaye Mitzvot uh, title track. Hallelujah, that's brand new Avremel. Simcha Leiner, with Bonim, you heard Shal and Mehera Malchuscha, done by Ohad. And Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Wednesday on this July 13th, hitting the middle of the... Uh, Month of July with the day seven in the month of Tammuz, the year five seven seven six. shin I seventy one degrees outside with eighty five percent humidity. Winds are west five miles per hour. Partly cloudy today with a high temperature of eighty four. Then tonight thunderstorms late with a low temperature of seventy four degrees. Tomorrow scattered thunderstorms a high temperature of ninety. Right now, Yerushalayim is at 87. Our friends up in uh, Guilford, New York, at Camp Missora, are waking up to 63 degrees. Good morning, everybody. They're heading up into the mid-80s later. A lot of camps getting ready for visiting day this Sunday, including our friends at Misora. So they are busy dealing with uh, visiting day preps, no doubt. And we give them a special shout-out. I thank you for tuning in here at JM and the AM. couple of things... um, a couple of things caught my eye this morning. During a raid, This is a Jerusalem Post story. During a raid on an arms production workshop in the town of Al-Ram, known as a Palestinian town northeast of Jerusalem, security forces were targeted by a vehicle traveling at high speed toward them early Wednesday. The IDF said the joint IDF border police force felt its life to be in danger and fired on the vehicle. One suspect in the car was shot dead. The second sustained gunshot wounds before being evacuated to the hospital. Security forces arrested a third suspect for questioning. Suspect who died, a 22-year-old from the Shuafat refugee camp in East Jerusalem, according to a Palestinian news agency. He was married two months ago. The IDF said the investigation into the details of the incident are underway, and I, I don't doubt that. That's for sure. So that's one of the latest stories out of Israel at this point and uh, just reminds you reminds you of the constant attempt by the enemy in any way shape or form to cause harm and injury and in many cases unfortunately death or i should say murder unbelievable later in this broadcast we get an opportunity to uh, speak with jeff balabon he has been an observer and more of the political scene in this country for a long time. And um, much has been made about what has been included and what has not been included in the Republican Party platform. He's been pretty outspoken about that. We'll check in with him later on. Also, Nefesh Benefesh heads to Israel on Monday. We are on the flight. And, um, yeah, another one of these fake aliyah situations. And a real aliyah, though, for everybody else. And... um, we are actually going to conduct the first half of Tuesday's J.M. and the A.M. from the plane. That's something we haven't done in its entirety as a real uh solid segment uh, ever, and uh, we're going to be doing that this coming Monday, which means you'll hear it early Tuesday morning here at J.M. and the A.M., which should be very interesting, to say the least. Uh, so that will be done from the plane, and then we land in Israel, and uh, as you're watching the Incredible celebration of people getting off the plane and being greeted by friends and family in Israel. We'll be recording the uh, second half of that program of uh, the Tuesday morning JM and the AM from the uh, celebration in Ben Gurion Airport. So that's the schedule regarding the flights. Later on this morning, we'll check in with uh, with somebody who was uh, on the flight last year and is now in Israel for about a year. So we'll do that coming up. And oh, speaking of Israel, by the way, one of the um, I mentioned yesterday that we'll be visiting Rigavim. I wanted to thank um, I want to thank them for their hospitality. Ari Briggs was with us yesterday from the organization, and uh, NCSY is uh, hosting us for a couple of broadcasts that'll be happening. Uh, one from the uh, NCSY Kollel campus in Beit Meir, and the one from Yom NCSY, which is their big mega event that happens each and every summer. We get an opportunity to meet people from everywhere in this country and to uh, enjoy the big celebration of Yom NCSY. And I remind you that this year, NCSY has a special Safer Torah campaign, a Safer Torah that's dedicated by Marilyn and David Cutler in memory of Rabbi Joel and Mrs. Ellen Cutler. 100% of the sponsorship of the Torah goes directly to the NCSY Summer Scholarships, and they're already at 72% of their goal, uh, in terms of the uh, Safer Torah. So if you'd like to participate, uh, purchase um, any of the special dedications or any of the partios that are still available, etc. Cetera, et cetera, uh, you can do so by going to the web, ncsy.org slash Safer Torah ncsy.org slash Safer Torah T-O-R-A-H and you'll be able to participate and uh, that celebration is going to be pretty amazing as we bring that to you next week here at JM in the AM. So that's part of a uh, a couple of days with NCSY in Israel. That'll be remarkable and wonderful and very celebratory as the Safer Torah will be completed and then the celebration will commence uh, over in Israel. 22 minutes before 7 o'clock. It's JM in the AM on this uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. Plenty more coming up at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and, of course, on the NSN app. Uh, where you can comment on anything that's happening on the app, and we welcome your comments, so please comment away on the home screen of the app. And if you don't have the app, install it today, the NSN app for Android and iPhone, another great service of ours here at JM in the AM.
1: Ain't gonna bend, Never then and never now It's been so many years Crying so many tears Don't you know Don't you really know We are pushed to
2: the ground Through our faith We are felt Standing strong We are a miracle
1: devil was a man, but the few who carried on, the a million to our God it's been so many years, crying so many tears, don't you know, don't you really know, we are A battle on the news. We are the stars as history repeats itself.
2: we cool. many Jews in this town. He said to me, there used to be a minion around, but one of us passed away and we've been feeling down. Yet now it seems as though another Jew has been found. Won't you stay with us for Shabbos, minion man? (coughs) Step up. In Mobile, Alabama. Sun was slowly setting on the bay. It was six o'clock on a summer Friday afternoon. Shabbos was an hour away. I walked around the
3: town wondering what to do.
2: The Shabbos is no time to be. a shop that red closed on the door. There was was a minion in in the back of a heart.
3: was carried on a song
0: In the AM with the Yessie Green and Company, Shades of Latin off of his Hipsh CD. Lenny Solomon is coming to New Jersey this Sunday with Minion Man off of Schlachapella. You heard Miami Mizrach and Mina Mezar, Yaakov Shweki's We Are a Miracle. It is a Wednesday, it's JM in the AM, July 13th, the 7th of Tammuz, a summer Wednesday, and I thank you for tuning in. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard. I'm listening to sponsor, WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FN dial, broadcasting live. In the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Gali- oh, I thought that was Gali Is that Gali There we go, there's Gali Tal. Gali in the background, we'll do our news from Israel coming up. Plenty more. Jeff Balobon at the bottom of the hour, as we'll talk about the uh, Republican... Platform Republican Party platform for the Republican convention. Check in with um, Nefesh Benefesh as we get set on Monday to uh, head to Israel with their charter flight. And plenty more coming up on this Wednesday. Plus, of course, great programming all day long on our stream at org. with a special shout-out to our friends at Traveler's Choice, Yossi and Devorah, and their entire staff. At Travelers Choice in New York City. Tzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m.
4: newscast next. krim <laughs> nashim שאקה אלוף חגאי טופולנסקי לבין הרב המיועד. עכשיו, כאמור, התמונה תתבהר רק לאחר הפגישה עם הרמטכאל עוד היום. ויעל דן סוכחה לפני זמן קצר עם חברת הפנסת יחימוביץ' ועם הרב-צר לשעבר אביכאי רונסקי. יש דברים שהם גם בבחינת החמים ייזהרו את דברכם. זה לא צריך להגיד כל דבר, גם שאתה חושב אותו. אבל uh, היום הוא לא סובר שאפור לגעסמלות בצבא, האדם
2: הזה יתנהל בצורה מופתית לאורך עשרות שניהם. צריך פשוט לשים כסף וכמה שיותר אה, מהר לפרטה המזיכה הזאת שמתרחשת. אדם פשוט
1: לא יכול להיות תמות שבאיזשהו אופן נופיעים <אז> אליי עיניי.
4: בשבוע שיש עתיד, יאיר לפיד, קורא לרבנים הראשיים למנוע את ביטול חוק לימודי הליבה, כתבנו מיכאל שמש.
1: פיד קורא לרבנים הראשיים לצאת במשהו מכנה אמירה מוסרית אמיתית נגד הניסיונות לשלול <coughs> מהילדים החריבים את אפשרות ללמוד לימודי ליבה. אני קורא לכבדו להשמיע כל מוסרי רם באמית נגד הרעיון שבסיבות פוליטיות צרות ישללו מילדי ישראל את הידע, החוכמה,
4: ואפשרויות הפרנסה המגיעות להם. כך לפי. בעקבות חציפת גלץ, ועדת החינוך של הכנסת תקיים דיון מיוחד בשבוע הבא על אפליית הילד שסובל מאוטיזם קל במערכת החינוך של קיבוץ אילון. ראש דסקה התחקירים אבנר הופשטיין והתחקירן שילו פריד חשפו בשבוע שעבר כי הילד הופרד משאר הילדים בפרוטון וחיית מתנכלים למשפחתו. הנה חבר הכנסת איציק שמולי שיזם את הדיון.
5: (laughs) We don't agree on this thing. We recognize that the first role لكل
4: are
5: asking in the next week a in order
4: בירסום ראשון, המשטרה ורשות המיסים חשפו רשת להברחת טבק מירדן במעבר איילנבי, שנואלת בין היתר על ידי עובדים במסוף. כתבנו ניתן ענבי.
2: כי שעובדים במעבר הגבול בין היתר סבלים לסדרן בתחנת אמוניות ונהגים נאצרו משכש חלכם נידפסו אל חם כי שברשותם תיקה מכיל טבק
4: שנמצא מוקדם יותר על ידי המחס. צוות מרוכב מיוחד של רשות המיסים והמשטרה נסחקה אחר העובדים בהמצאות שוטרים סמויים שחשפו את הרשת, אחרי שובדי רשות גזת התופזה יוצא ממנים לפילו בלי בלי העצורים, שבע פלסטינים ושני ערבים ישראלים נחקרו בתחנת המשטרה במעלה אדומים והתאחנו מעצרים נוספים כדורגל עכשיו, מאמי נבחרת הנוער אלי אוחנה מתפטר מתפקידו כתבתנו קרן בן מרדכי
2: אחרי שאיימנתו לא הרבי משחק 8 השנים מאחרונו לא תודיה בוקר ליעקב רוש שהתחדות לכדורגל כי החליט לו להמשיך ממשיך
0: לעבוד בליבחרת אמר נאמר היתחדות מבנה מבנסחא חדש למאמנים שאני מתקשה לקבלו ככה גם את המניאל להמשיך בעבודתי בתקשורת שימקור אחנסה והנאה חשוב עבורי וכאן רוסיף אני מכבד זאת אבל בוחר לצאת לדרך חדשה כשאני בטוח כי יש
4: לכדורגל הישראלי אטודה ראויה והתחדות ימשיך להיות חם ולח אלה חדשות שאורה הדאר שיפר
2: i Papas and everybody, it's Uncle Abe here, along with Uncle Ben-Seon, Uncle Gedalia, Uncle Ruby, Uncle Menachem, and Uncle Eitan in the booth.
3: And we're going to teach you a brand new song right now, something that's really going to be a Mechaim. Some of you get ready, get your feet moving, it's your hands and
2: here we go, Es Hashem, Ham Es
5: Hashem.
2: It's a shame
5: I'm a
0: J.M. in the AM, one of the greats from uh, Diaspora. That is a great song. That is a great song. Es HaShem Hamvorach here at J.M. in the AM off of the Diaspora collection. Eitan Freilich, brand new with Eliyahu. You heard Yivneha Galil done by Noah Solomon. Shalsheles Jr. had Chai from their Thankful CD. That's their most recent. And Shalom Rav, done by Shimon Kramer off of Nashir Biachad. Wednesday morning at J.M. in the AM, 23 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. 71 degrees, partly cloudy. High temperature of 84, thunderstorms late tonight with a low of 74, and scattered thunderstorms for tomorrow. High Thursday, 90.1. Yushalayim is at 87 up in Guilford, New York. We say good morning to our friends at Camp Missoura, where they're enjoying 63 degrees. I remind you, if you're in the Catskill region at any point during the summer, especially if you're heading back and forth during the early morning hours, we have a signal at 90.1 on the FM dial, which is heard all year round. Uh, But we give you an opportunity for those who are uh, only traveling during the summer months to take advantage and to, um, to tune in. It's 90.1 on the FM dial, and it happens every single uh, weekday between 6 and 9 a.m. And there are people at this point that are switching back and forth from 90.1 then to 91.9 when they head through Rockland County, and then, of course, to 91.1 when they get down to this area. And, of course, you have the NSN app, and you have the uh, you have your computer, Um, Well, in the car, the app would be much more effective uh, in order to uh, tune in whenever you wish and hear us loudly and clearly all around the world. 24 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's JM and the AM on this Wednesday. As we continue, here's 8-Ton Cats. Eitan Katz, Yehei Rava, beautiful selection. J.M. and A.M., 71 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 84. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zekhenish of Zebin Zebner B'Yosef Halevi and Esther Basar B'Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with
6: Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Devarim, V'hoya Ekev Tishma'un. The word Ekev can also mean heal. It's a reference to the Achris to the end of days, the time preceding Mashiach's coming. Our svarim state that the collective Neshamos of Klal Yisrael will join together at that time to form the structure of the body. The Neshamos of the Ovos, of our forefathers and foremothers, will form the structure of the head. And our generation's Neshamos will form the heel. If we take a look at the masim the deeds, the example of our of us, we could be overwhelmed, because we can't even come close to it. So if we contrast our deeds with theirs, what good do we do? The Alexander Rebbe answers that the Gemara tells us that the cow of Rebbe Benazaria's ben Azariah's neighbor went into the Rishush Arabim, the public domain on Shabbos, with a strap between its horns. It is forbidden to allow one's animal to carry on Shabbos. But Rebbe ruled that a strap between the cow's horn is not considered to be carrying. However, the majority opinion is that an animal wearing a strap is considered carrying, and therefore it's also for him to be on the street on Shabbos. Rebbe did not protest the Chilol Shabbos. Later, when the Chachamim reprimanded him, He accepted upon himself as a tikkun tshuva, as a rectification for his sin, a very strict regimen of fasting. He fasted so intensely that his teeth turned black. Citing this Gemara, Reb Chaim Vital asked his Rebbe, the Ariya If the tzaddikim, the righteous of old, fasted so intensely for even an Avera Kala, a light Avera, what will be our fate? We have so many Averas, and we don't even have the ability to do a fraction of what they did in terms of tshuva. The Ariya HaKodesh answered that a simple krechz, a cry of a Jew in our generation, is worth more than countless tanesim and sigufim, fasts and afflictions in their generation. The great chizuk that we should have, knowing the power of the heel of our generation this has been rabbi David goldwasser bringing you morning chizik have a nice day
0: jam in the a.m. on this uh, wednesday morning broadcast jeff balaban is with us he's chairman of the iron dome alliance senior fellow at the center for statesmanship and diplomacy he's a political and media strategist a conservative leader and a jewish activist he represents corporate and not-for-profit clients and consults for elected officials and political candidates in both america and Israel. Uh, We also know each other longer than either of us care to admit. Jeff Balaban, welcome back to JM in the AM. Great to be here, Malcolm. How are you? Uh, Good. I appreciate that. Uh, Well, let me ask you this. Is the Republican uh, platform now officially set in stone for next week's convention?
3: You know, uh, uh, there was a possibility of a minority report of some dissent. didn't happen. It was a standing ovation passed through and there is no realistic way that this is not officially, uh, officially the platform.
0: And the platform confirmed
3: that on the floor, but it's just not an issue.
0: And the platform includes what about Israel? What could you tell us that? Uh, which points were made and what was included vis-a-vis Israel?
3: So the the platform really is uh, is a breakthrough in uh, in many respects for Israel. Uh, the Jewish Press I think called it the pro-Israel wish list. And uh what what's been included specifically, for example, is uh not only does it obviously recognize BDS as anti Semitic and as an organ- as a movement that seeks to actually destroy Israel, but it actually directly calls but it calls out the fact that Israel is not an occupier. So whereas the Democrats are debating whether or not to include the fact of Israel as is an occupier of overtly and how or not to uh react to Israel as an occupier The Republican platform flat-out declares that Israel is not an occupier, therefore gutting the entire underpinning of hostility to Israel and BDS. It also excludes any mention of a two-state solution or a Palestinian state. And that is very, very explicit and clear. It is not America's job to dictate terms to Israel, to force Israel to any particular solution, to dictate the borders or the security of Israel. That is up to Israel's sovereignty. It, it, by the way, it creates no impediment to Israel pursuing the path of a two state solution if Israel seeks to do it. Right. But it does not push Israel to do that.
0: Uh, if we go back four years, how different is this, if in fact it is different, from the Republican platform in 2012?
3: Well, uh, those things I mentioned were not on the platform, on either party's platform in 2012. And unfortunately, in 2012, the, the usual word undivided or indivisible, Jerusalem, That word was taken out. It did not say undivided Jerusalem or indivisible Jerusalem. That word has been put back in. The reason it was taken out in 2012 was efforts by, I think, very misguided efforts by some to try to show that there's no difference between Democrats and Republicans. And when the Democrats dropped it, they lobbied the Republicans to drop it as well. But that has now been put back in both platforms.
0: Jeff Balaban is with us. How did we get to this point? Uh, Why is it that Republican leadership went in this direction?
3: Well, this is really what the, the heart and soul of the Republican Party is. The uh, All the polling for years shows that the vast, vast majority, by which I mean 85 percent, between 80 and 85 percent of Republicans feel this way about Israel versus the Palestinians. Uh, the Republicans do not believe in a two-state solution. The Republicans do not really understand why there's been a pursuit of a, state, of a Palestinian state in Judea and Samaria. And the problem has been, as I say, there's been a a pressure exerted by by the Jewish community on some level. You know, there's this famous notion that it's all bipartisan, support for Israel is bipartisan. And in some vague sense, it's true. Both sides do have some positive feelings towards Israel, but policy-wise, there's a vast gap between them. So what happened now, the way we got here now, was a concerted effort by a number of people to really unshackle the Republican Party from the pressure of certain interest groups that have been trying to make it sound just like the democratic party and uh, i think that president obama's hostilities evident hostility to israel and the terrible iran deal that was pushed through not only by president obama but by many democrats who claim to be friends to israel simply broke the back of this nonsensical idea that both parties are the same and it freed up the republicans to say you know what We do not agree with that. We're not going to behave like them anymore. We're not going to even pretend to be like them anymore. We're simply going to carve
0: out our own path. Hmm. Jeff Balaban is here, chairman of the Iron Dome Alliance, senior fellow at the Center for Statesmanship and Diplomacy. Uh, Does the platform tell us anything about the presumptive Republican nominee? In other words, four years ago, we now hear the difference between the platform of four years ago and today. Does who leads the Republican ticket have a big effect on what the platform says?
3: That is the million-dollar question, and I'm glad you asked it. So going into this, uh, going into the negotiations over the platform or the work that our Indom Alliance was doing over the platform, we really had no idea where Donald Trump stood on issues. There were mixed messages publicly, although I thought he gave an extraordinary speech at APAC. By the way, so did the audience, standing ovation, but then, of course, AIPAC leadership went ahead and <laughs> condemned him for being critical of Obama and the Iran deal, which was an extraordinary moment. But in the course of working on the language in the days and weeks leading up to the, convention, uh, to the platform meeting, uh, we had a chance to work closely with two of his named Israel advisors, Jason Greenblatt and David Friedman. Mm-hmm. They are personally exactly in line with this. They were not just receptive, they were absolutely motivated to push through language like this. Every word was vetted very carefully with them. They contributed to the process. And I really have come to believe through my dealings with them that uh, when they say that they believe that this is exactly where their boss is and they've known him for decades, uh, this is really where he is. Mm.
0: Are you uh, enthusiastic about the Trump nomination?
3: You know, <laughs> very open about it. I wasn't an anybody but Hillary guy. I would say I'm still an anybody but Hillary guy on every level. She really frightens me on uh, on not just foreign policy but on domestic policy as well. But uh, but because uh, directly because of the work that I've done now with his Israel advisors, I am very enthusiastic about it. I mean, I don't know where he stands on many other issues, but on Israel. I've become persuaded that he's just broken the mold. He's not, he, because he's an outsider, because he doesn't care about uh, you know what Washington thinks, he's willing to endorse positions like this, which everyone knows is true. Republicans understand full well that a two-state solution, certainly for the foreseeable future, will be devastating to Israel. They've just been going along with the pressure from interest groups. Now they're walking away because Donald Trump is really saying, go ahead, walk away.
0: Right, and maybe even more importantly, they're really leaving it up to Israel, so...
3: Well, that, well, that's it. You know, it's interesting that, that the left is going crazy over this and saying this is anti-Israel because, you know, really, Israel supports a two-state solution, so why don't the Republicans? The answer is, first of all, the Israeli government has written guidelines, and two-state solution has not appeared there since 2015. So it's simply false to say the Israeli government supports a two-state solution. That is absolutely not the Israeli government's position. By the way, I still don't understand why APAC claims that it is. It is black and white, and it's not a matter of opinion. It is not the Israeli government's position.
0: I I guess Uh, the point is that Israel always seems to keep it on the table.
3: Well, Israel keeps it on the table in large measure because of pressure from us, her greatest ally. That Israel relies on international forums like the UN and the International Criminal Court, so (laughs) the EU. It relies on us to help them, and we keep on putting pressure to, to, to pay lip service to this idea. But, we're, but there's nothing in the Republican language that says anything about any kind of an impediment to Israel pursuing it. And obviously America will support Israel. The point is we're not forcing that issue now.
0: Right. And
3: that's an extraordinary leap forward. that really respects Israel's sovereignty for the first time.
0: You mentioned earlier that uh, occupier or reference to Israel being an occupier is not included in the Republican platform. Uh, and you mentioned the importance of that regarding BDS. How do you view the BDS movement at the moment? Would you call it... Uh, uh, it's a movement that's accelerating. Would you call it uh, something that's just the opposite, that it's coming to a, uh, to a halting end? Um, would you say it's got some momentum? How would you evaluate the way the BDS movement is going, especially in this country over the last, I don't know, half a year to a year?
3: So let's talk about the significance of saying that Israel is not an occupier. The truth of it is we're coming up on 2017. We're coming up on 50 years since the liberation of Judea and Samaria, since the reunification of Jerusalem. And yet, the narrative of the, of the leading Jewish pro-Israel groups is still a two-state solution. It's still that Judea and Samaria is some form of occupation that Jews don't belong there somehow, that we're just biding time until we can get those pesky Jews out of there. That's why we broke this, and that's why we pushed And by the way, when I say we, there were a number of groups and individuals involved, just Iron Dome alliance. We we're very, very, very proud to be involved in this. But the reason it's important is, as you say, said, it, it, it undercuts the entire underpinning of BDS, which, listen, if Israel really is an occupier, and we're oppressing an indigenous people that have a right to their own state, maybe we should be boycotting Israel, right? But if Israel's not an occupier, really there's no excuse whatsoever right. to try and create economic
0: pressure on Israel. It takes away the premise. Well, That's exactly right. What, what about the momentum? In your view, BDS... Uh... You know, for, not that I'm wishing them well, but but they're 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 doing they're progressing in their mission or not?
3: You know, there there's arguments. <laughs> Every time I see another article that says that BDS has failed somewhere, I feel good that BDS didn't win, but I feel like it's missing the point. So long as we're debating what to do about the Israeli occupation, so long as we're debating the the specific ways in which to boycott or divest or sanction Israel. We're losing. The point in, this, in what, what happened with this discussion over the Republican platform is to say, <clears throat> we're going to stop playing defense, and we're going to start playing offense. We are going to declare that Israel is not an occupier. So my point is, as long as we're playing defense, we're losing. The only way to win is to fight to win. And when we push this language,
0: right, that's people are afraid. Right. And they're
3: saying, yeah, but if you claim that Israel is not an occupier, what if you lose this debate? Mm-hmm right? There's a fear factor there. Mm-hmm. Won't that simply reconfirm that Israel is? And the answer is, we've lost that in the debate. We have to recapture it. Every time we go on the offensive, we can only win. When we play defense, we can only lose. And I want to say something. We have to learn from our enemies. In 2000, Yasser Arafat started saying there were never temples in Jerusalem, right? There never... right. Jews didn't own Jerusalem. And people laughed because it sounded crazy. 15 years later the New York Times is reporting about the genuine controversy over whether I mean, whether there were temples in Jerusalem. Right. That's what happens. Yeah. And so we have to push the truth and stop being afraid about losing. We can only win when we're pushing.
0: Uh are you concerned especially vis-a-vis Israel? You've um, it's, it's uh, no secret that uh Israeli policy foreign policy is extremely important to you and to whoever um uh, is concerned about Israel are you um, paying careful attention as to who will be the vice presidential nominee on the republican side with that in mind
3: I'm paying careful attention but it's out of my control and so I'm just waiting to see to be honest I I focus on things that I can control by the way
0: so then I can't I can't even I can't even ask you for a prediction then of Hillary versus Trump because you can't control that
3: <laughs> That's true you can't really I mean you can ask me <laughs> you can ask me um but uh, let me, I just want to say this because I don't know how much time we have. I want people to really recognize that, that this Representative Alan Clemens from South Carolina, right. who is a delegate who brought this language forth and who was involved in drafting and involved every step of the way, is extraordinary. He's an extraordinary hero for Israel. He's someone that maybe most people don't know about, but he's literally the first legislator in the nation to bring forth anti BDS legislation. South Carolina became because of him.
0: Yeah, to do so on a national level, I don't want to take away from those who've locally, you know, been championing the cause.
3: No, 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 I'm not taking away at all, I'm saying right. he, but he, no, he was the first one, right. that's what I'm saying. No, 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 there are many heroes, many heroes, uh, on the issue that have taken it up and continue to fight, I'm just saying that he was the first one, so he's been a hero for a long time, and, and I'll tell you that this first began in a conversation that he and I had in Café Rimon in Jerusalem in 2011. <laughs> We started talking about, it's time to change the Republican platform. And so he, he has been the, the leading light and really an incredible warrior. And if, and if listeners have not seen his speech to the platform committee, it's worth seeing. Because C-SPAN 3 has now posted just that section alone because it was historic. And it's, it's beautiful to listen to him. A friend of mine who lives... Ngociacion literally called up to say that she's crying watching it. It was so powerful, and he got a standing ovation afterwards. And I'll tell you something. We were so anxious going in to know whether this would succeed, and we had nothing to worry about. As soon as he brought it up, this is where the Republican Party is. It was amazing.
0: Interesting. Jeff Balaban is with us. So before you go, uh, Trump versus Hillary. I know the conventions haven't taken place yet, and a lot can happen over the next two weeks, especially when it comes to polling and feelings in the United States. So what do you think?
3: You know, <laughs> I don't like calling these things nachem. It, it, it really can go either way. I think that, uh, I think that it's, it's, a, it's going to be a battle of negatives. As long as each side can keep the focus on the other side, they're, like, they're more likely to succeed. Wow. Every time the side puts itself forward, it, you know, it looks bad because there are just too many negatives. So I don't know what kind of discipline both parties, both campaigns have to do that. And I know that people decry, lament negative campaigning. It works generally. It's the only thing that's going to work here for either side. So I don't know. Wow. It depends on how much camp- uh, campaign discipline they have.
0: What does that say I'll about it? A-
3: one thing, Nachum, this issue, the difference between the parties on Israel, this should make a difference now, and that's something which we're proud of.
0: Jeff, I thank you. Continued success. All right, all Je- the best to you, and good talking to you. Jeff Balaban, chairman of the Iron Dome Alliance, senior fellow at the Center for Statesmanship and Diplomacy, and as you heard, somebody who has been championing for years a change in the Republican platform, and uh, that is now official. Wednesday morning broadcast at uh, 13 minutes before eight o'clock. As we continue here at JM in the AM. <laughs>
2: Choamił, wyjść taka wu, wyjść taka, wyjść taka w lecho. Ja
0: In the a.m., that's Lipa, of course, Nodala Shemcha wrapping up the hour for us. Before that, Eli Schwebel and Yaga off of Heart's Mind. You heard Benny Friedman in there with the Avducha, off of the Tammu CD. M. In the a.m. on a Wednesday, 71 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 84. I do remind you that uh, we're going to be in Israel next week. Part of our celebration will be with uh, NCSY as we do Thursday and Friday's broadcasts, both on Wednesday night and Thursday night from uh, NCSY locations in uh, Israel during their amazing summer programs. And uh, one of the things that's going to be happening there is the writing of a Safer Torah and its completion, dedicated by Marilyn and David Cutler in memory of uh, Joel and Mrs. Ellen Cutler. 100% of the sponsorship is directed toward NCSY summer scholarships. You are encouraged to participate as they get closer and closer to their goal. If you'd like to sponsor a Parsha or any part of the Safer Torah, you can go to ncsy.org slash Torah ncsy.org and you can be part of that amazing celebration. And there you have it. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored. WFMU East Orange. WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, Broadcasting Live. From the Sony and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web. org, and of course on the NSN app.
2: Oh, sé, sea, o sea,
0: in the a.m. off of the Waterbury Yeshiva album. That's the Ose Shalom selection here at JMN. Four minutes after 8 o'clock on a Wednesday. Well, we mentioned that on Monday, this coming Monday, not only will we be on the Nefesh Benefesh charter flight, one of our fake aliyahs with uh, 99% of the flight actually making aliyah. (laughs) We're part of the 1% that's not. Um, But in addition, we're actually going to be recording the first half of Tuesday's show from the plane itself. We've never done that. We've done certain recordings and interviews and stuff. We never actually did a continuous uh, part of the show. But the first half of our Tuesday jam and will actually be on the flight, which will be pretty cool. Last year, uh, on the August flight, uh, Le- uh, Leonard and uh, Deanne Shapiro uh, were on that flight. And uh, we had an opportunity to travel with them and with hundreds of others to the um, to the Holy Land. And Deanne is with us live via telephone so we can get an update a year later as to how their Aliyah is going. Deanne Shapiro, welcome back to JM in the AM.
7: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to talk to you again.
0: I appreciate that. Where are you speaking to us from? The center of Jerusalem or somewhere cool like that?
7: Uh, Nothing is cool in Jerusalem today unless you're staying in an air-conditioned area. Uh, But we are not far from our house, right.
0: Remind us where you're from. Where in the United States? We're
7: originally from Muncie. Uh, We made Aliyah last year, although we have not sold our house yet in Muncie. Next time we go home, we plan to sell it. Um, uh, What could I tell you? You know, Aliyah has been... Wonderful, and it's been a little bit more difficult than I expected. Uh, I did not expect the amount of uh, loneliness for the grandchildren and the children that we did have. but <laughs> um, well, you know, it's it.
0: <laughs> don't you have? It's, awesome.
7: it's been it's been wonderful. Don't but, yeah.
0: you have some family nearby?
7: I have a daughter living here, and I have three grandchildren. I have I actually have a grandson who's going into the Chanukah Nim. Wow! And a week from Thursday.
0: Wow! How does that make All you right. feel?
7: Well, I didn't know if to be happy or sad but he's going to jump out of planes, but my daughter said be happy because that's what he wanted.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he
7: worked very hard to get into Sakhanim.
0: What do you remember about this month, July of 2015, as you were just a couple of weeks away, essentially, from heading to Israel?
7: Uh, butterflies, a lot of butterflies. We were a little bit nervous. Um, you know, a lot of parties because we were leaving. The kids were all very excited. I left three kids in America. Uh, two in the, New- in the Westchester and one in uh, California. All right. um, it was very, very nerve-wracking packing the suitcases deciding what to take, what not to take, you know, that
0: kind of thing. And what do you remember? We were talking about this because of the difference to us as observers of what goes on in yeah. Kennedy Airport compared to what goes on in Ben Gurion Airport. What do you remember about the last couple of hours before the flight? Is it as, is it as nerve-wracking as some might suspect? or no. or that? No,
7: no, no, not at all. At Not at all. Once you've made this decision, once you're getting on this plane, it's just it's a lot of anticipation for what's going to be, and a lot of looking forward to to the excitement of being in Israel. Um, the excitement of being in Ben Gurion is overwhelming. It still is very fresh in my mind.
0: Uh, yeah.
7: Just about everything that happened at that at that you know when I before I spoke to you it was fabulous.
0: Diane Shapiro is with us. She and Leonard now live in Israel. Uh, how do you spend your days? What do you find yourself doing most of the time?
7: You know, something living here is not the same as touring here. I go to the supermarket. I make <laughs> lunch. I make <laughs> breakfast. I then, of course, I picked up at least one shoe or a day. Uh, my husband is doing almost the same thing. Uh, you know, it, I'm cleaning my house. It's, it's a lot different than when you come on vacation. <laughs> on the other hand, we have made it our business to go on to We were just in the Gulldale last thing for two days uh on a teal so we try very hard to include everything yesterday we went to see the new exhibits at the uh, israel museum we try to we try to be tourists and still live here and clean the house
0: looking back did this happen to you at the right time
7: i it was definitely the right time because i felt that if we didn't do it at that time that we would never do it you know uh, we were not getting younger we were getting older and the years were flying by and despite the fact that i had to leave my kids I felt it was my dream that I had to live this dream when I could do it. We were still healthy enough and well enough to do it. And that's what we did. We've had a wonderful year. We went back to the States twice, once for a grandchild bar mitzvah. Bat mitzvah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, one for a grandchild's uh, graduation and once uh, because we had some business to take care of. Uh, I look forward to coming back to Israel every time I go. Well, right. I'm not looking forward to going home next time and having to get, empty my house and sell it, but it is what it is. Yeah. I love being in Israel, and a year later, I can still tell you that.
0: Amazing. Well, it was quite a flight. you remember that flight, huh?
7: <laughs> Unbelievable flight. It was an exciting thing. And sort- I can tell you that getting used to Israel is not the easiest thing either, Nachemitz. It was, we had the experience of coming here as Olim Kadashim, and two weeks later, it became Kolim Kadashem, oh, yeah. and my husband developed cellulitis, oh, yeah. and it was a matter of learning how to, how to manipulate through the Israeli medical system in a big hurry. And you know what? Everything worked out, and everybody... That we had wonderful care, um, a fabulous doctor who took care of them almost immediately, despite the fact that our names had never shown up in the computer. Um, you know, you had the normal glitches, and as my daughter here says, why do you think it's any better in America? Bureaucracy is
0: bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Always seems to be extra special, though, in Israel for some reason. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> it's always extra. Uh, and the and the process we should give we should give the uh, the, the due credit to our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. The process from when you decided to actually move to Israel till that plane ride back in August of last year. How would you describe it?
7: Um. You know what, we really did not partake of enough of the nephish-benephish uh, experience that we could have, mainly because we we already had an apartment, we weren't looking for a job, but we were really pretty good about the language, at least my, my Hebrew skills are good enough to go to the supermarket, the hairdresser, and uh, to get a manicure. Um, These are very important things in life to people who are retired. Um, so we didn't really need a lot of nephish-benephish. I found that nephish Benefish was helpful, I found them to be more helpful when I got here than they were beforehand. Oh, nice! Uh, although we we came to an apartment that we already had, so we didn't have the exact same experience as the younger couples who came with the, the children and first had to go to Marcos Kletah and right. figure out where they're going to go. Well,
0: understood. Everybody's got their own thing and their own situation.
7: Exactly.
0: Well, I look forward All to right. seeing you in Jerusalem. Send our best regards thank to you. Leonard, and we'll send will, your best. Absolutely. We'll send your best regards, everybody up in Muncie.
7: Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, <God. laughs> I just want to tell you how many people called me last year after we were interviewed <laughs> to tell me how they heard our interview, and they were very excited. I'm hoping that my friends will still hear it today. I, enough, ho- okay.
0: I hope so as well. The- thank you
7: for asking me to call in again. A
0: pleasure. Deyad Shapiro, who we uh, who we spoke to last year and is now in Israel, in Jerusalem, for this past year, since the Nefesh-Menefesh flight last August. We go Monday as observers again of the Nefesh-Menefesh flight, and we do something unique. We're actually going to be Recording the first half of Tuesday's program on the plane itself, continuously, not just in bits and pieces as we've done in the past. Thank you, Deanne, and uh, thanks to um, uh, everybody at Nefesh. Benefesh. Information about all they do, as we always tell you, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, or 866 for Aliyah. 12 minutes after 8 o'clock. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. <laughs>
8: Na na na
2: Hey ya ya
8: Hea, 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 Yeah, Nanin, 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 Nanin,
0: Shlaimi Daska with an Aaron Teitelbaum uh, Orchestra production that just was released this week on YouTube uh, entitled The Classical Medley here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Laria selection. Odi Shamashua Kessen had Nishmas and David Schlosselberg with the Nigun Rikud off of the Shmakolenu CD. 71 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 84, 25 minutes before 9 o'clock. JMNAM Wednesday. Got plenty of amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmnam.org. On the NSN app, special shout out going out to Yussi and Devorah and the entire staff of Traveler's Choice. Uh, with a big thank you to them for all their help constantly. And they are presenting our amazing Wednesday music mix this afternoon after the Z report with, uh, Yussi's Wig occurs starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Next week we head to Israel. We spoke earlier about this unique concept that's gonna be, uh, <laughs> carried out hopefully flawlessly <laughs> and that is uh, broadcasting or I should say recording the first half of Tuesday's JM and the AM from the actual flight, the actual flight um, of the Nefesh B'Nefesh Charter to Israel on Monday of next week. So that'll hopefully be the uh, the first half of Tuesday's show here at JM and the AM. Mention that Lenny Solomon is in town. Spoke to him yesterday and uh He's getting ready for a show this coming... Let's see if I have the information here. He's getting ready for a show this coming Sunday. Um, He's going to be with Schlockrock in concert at 5 o'clock this coming Sunday afternoon, 7 Lower Center Street in Clinton, New Jersey. It's the Hunterton Art Museum. You can go to JewishHunterton.com, JewishHunterton.com, or get tickets by dialing 908-238-9002. That's 908-238-9002 for information on that. All right, so Lenny's coming to Jersey, and we're getting set for that here in the Garden State. That's happening this weekend, this coming Sunday mentioned that part of our journey to Israel will be a couple of amazing shows with our friends at NCSY the NCSY safer Torah campaign which comes to an end in Israel with the big celebration. Uh, is going to be uh, is 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 on the campaign is on. It's taking place in uh, dedicated by Marilyn and David Cutler in memory of uh, by Joel and Mrs. Ellen Cutler. A hundred percent of your sponsorship goes directly toward the NCSY summer scholarships, and they're already over seventy percent toward their goal. You can participate by going to the website ncsy dot org slash safer torah. Again, that's ncsy dot org slash safer torah T O R A H, and get more information about the. Uh, a Torah celebration that's going to be happening and uh, information about sponsoring a parsha or any part of the Torah um, that's being dedicated in Israel. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM from Deer Shoe. This is Vali Rushalayim at JM in the AM.
2: birahamim birahamim tasu besigi skay besayi kham sheribar tu khash khash dibartu veli yerushalaim i gir kham birahamim Raham me toshu. Visis <laughs> coimbesto yiho, caxer di barto, caxer, caxer di barto. Ayuvene yo yiso, picor no y vi o mei ¡Qué Let me show me. We see
0: Jam and the Am. Simcha Liner with Ana Hashem. Nice selection. I A Kunstler before that. Mi Mama Kim. It's Wednesday, 71 degrees, partly cloudy, high 84. Great day on the stream all day long here at org. Make sure to be tuned in. Tomorrow we're back with plenty more. Start talking more about uh, Bike for Chai tomorrow. The ride is coming up the uh, first week in August. And they have uh, raised a great total so far, and that total keeps going up, thank God. We'll give you more details about that tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Plus, plenty in the news, of course. We'll do a weekly update on Friday, 7.40 in the morning Eastern time with Malcolm Homeline. Make sure to join us for that. And Monday, after Monday's JM in the AM, we go with Nefesh Benefesh on the uh, charter flight to the Holy Land. Uh Wrapping things up on the uh uh Thursday, what's today? Wednesday morning edition with Ari Boyanju at JM in the AM. <laughs> our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a to sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hub, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM Dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, JMNAM.org, and of course on the NSN app. Wraps up a Wednesday for us here at JMNAM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in all day long to our incredible stream at jmdm.org. And a big, big hello to Yussi and Devorah Lifer over at Traveler's Choice tuned in in New York City. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Until tomorrow, Malcolm Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.